Hey, Sam. Hey, Luke. What's, uh, what's wrong, buddy? I just watched the hit 2004 film Troy starring Brad Pitt and Eric Bana, but I don't know if it's accurate at all. Hey, we've all been there, friend. This has you pretty messed up, huh? Well, I have good news for you. Ah! Jesus! I'm a doctor. Of medicine? Even better, classics. And I have all the answers for your burning questions about myths, ancient Greco-Roman history, and the movies. Where can we get this incredible medicine? Over on the podcast, Greased Lightning. It's on all your favorite podcatchers. It will be the sweet ambrosia of the gods. New episodes every other Monday. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. It's me, your old pal. Don't, don't worry now, don't be afraid. It's good to be here, though it is also very weird to be here. I have been more like America's dad than ever before. Hello, and welcome back to Hanksy Panksy, a podcast where two dumb idiot best friends fill themselves mind, body, and soul with spinny, shiny, stylish celluloid featuring a snow job and cigar chomping, finance abusing Tom Hanks. I'm Sam Siegel, and I'm one of those dumb idiots. And I'm Luke Patrick, I'm the other dumb idiot. This week, Sam, I am the snowman. The snowman. I'm the snowman. We're going to create so much snow. Snowman. What? Whatever that means. Exactly. Oh, so much snow. <laughs> uh, well, folks, you did hear that correct. Do not adjust your listening devices. That's right. It's Tom time. It's Tom time. Fucking finally, man. Fucking finally. Uh... Hold on, my notes got all jimble-jambled. Uh, that's because this week, folks, we watched 2022's newly released Elvis. Yes, we did. We went to a movie theater, specifically. We did. Yeah, yes. intentionally. On purpose. Uh, of our own volition, sort of. Mm-hmm. Uh, of sound mind-ish and sound body, not really. Boy, we're not really batting a thousand, are we? Mm, nope. Yeah, definitely yeah. not. Yeah. Well, look, how was your watch? Your, th- sorry, your theater watch. My theater watch at the Cinemaplex. Um, mm, yes. It was pretty good, Sam. Honestly, I've been to the movies a couple of times uh, post, like, lockdown. Uh-huh. Um, and this was a great experience, just like the others. I really enjoy going to a movie theater. And something about that process made it feel a lot less like I was forced to watch an almost mm, three-hour okay. movie about Elvis. And instead chose to watch an yeah, almost three-hour movie about Elvis. Yeah. Okay. And you, you went with the whole uh, household, correct? No, just my roommate and I went. Uh, gotcha okay yeah but we were both pretty pretty pumped because this is a Boz Lerman film mm-hmm. uh, and we were both we're both pretty big fans so we were excited to sort of scope this one out sort of put it in our peepers okay so you would say you're in the Boz bag I'm in the Boz bag for sure uh, okay. I've enjoyed a number of his flicks and there aren't as many as you think um, right and uh, yeah Honestly, had a pretty great time. Ate some popcorn, had an icy. Um, 
Yeah, which if you refer to it as a freezy, the people mm-hmm. will look at you like you're insane. But I would argue the difference between freezy and icy is pretty negligible. Well, it is, uh, I believe the people at the, the icy company would say that it is pretty <laughs> legally distinct. <laughs> yeah, sort of a Kleenex versus tissue sort of uh, situation. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, um, I had a great watch, Sam. I will say that outside of my watch today, I did roll my ankle this morning while playing disc golf. Right, yeah. You sent me a photo, and folks, it looks fucking gnarly. <laughs> it's messed up what my ankle looks like right now. So I am in quite a lot of pain while we do this, which is a mm-hmm. first for the podcast, I think. Yeah. Well, for you, there was that one time when I fucked up my neck. Oh, yes. Uh, and I couldn't turn. That was pretty miserable. Yeah, that was a that was a miserable experience. So I'm hoping maybe we can wring some comedy gold out of my my discomfort today. Yeah, I mean, I'll just tell you right now, it took me a solid 30 seconds to interpret what that photo was because <laughs> I it looks like you have a knee growing out of your ankle. Yeah, the the inflammation is not responding to treatment. Um, God, you, <laughs> you probably should go to a doctor. Oh, I'm gonna go to a doctor for sure. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. I um, think I think that's the move. There's not enough ibuprofen on the planet to get that thing under control. No, even if I crushed it and snorted it, I don't think it would get the job oh, done. No, nothing. So, yeah, uh, it's. Um, Folks, it's it's it looks like he's trying to hide a grapefruit in his leg. Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty apt picture. But Sam, that's enough about my super fucked up ankle. How is uh-huh. your watch? Because you sent me some texts, and I'm very curious how it went. Okay, so first of all, I just want to say, I let's let's get this out of the way. Let's send jokes maybe out of the room for a second. It's all been right. a rough, rough week. Yes, right. Yeah, um, fuck the Supreme Court. I don't know how we ended up with a system where, I don't know, seven nerdy wizards, a rapist, and a sex pest whose wife is a traitorous terrorist ended up being able to just say what laws are. Not a good system, seems nope. like. <laughs> um, but uh, they... They've been passing out some real rank decisions, particularly overturning Roe v. Wade, which fucking sucks. Yes. Yeah, no uh, minced words about that one. That's uh no. pretty fucking bad. Yeah, real cool of a rapist and a sex pest to be like, nah, women don't get control of their bodies. Yep. So, if and you can, <laughs> donate. To organizations that help people get access to to safe abortions, um, because they will continue. They just won't be safe, yeah, or affordable. For a second, I thought you were going. Safe. I thought you were going to say so, Elvis, and then do a hard pivot into the movie. Mm, yeah, no, I look these days. I'm I'm low key angry all the time. Yeah, but this. This came above the normal simmer. And so, yeah. Pretty fucked off about it. It's a bad country. If you have the option, I would say don't come here. Mm-hmm. Uh, my folks were actually coming in 
from from an international vacation when the decision came down and uh, my sister and I were just feverishly texting them like don't come back get off the plane I don't care where it is you don't you don't want to be here yeah um they they did come back though so um poor choice on their part honestly yeah you hate to hear it honestly you do feel like you should just just take that bus stop get off the plane yeah. wherever you are hopefully somewhere yeah. nice like portugal and then or, uh, just hang I, out i'll tell you smashing into the surface of the atlantic ocean from thirty-two thousand feet doesn't sound that bad some days <laughs> taking a little a lost style vacation mm-hmm. uh, yeah i don't mean bringing the plane down i mean like opening the door and jumping out yeah sans parachute just seeing what yes. will happen uh, yeah i mean it's it's a better healthcare option than we it currently is. have Yes. So, uh, so yeah, all of that to say, folks, if obviously vote, vote for progressive candidates who will try to unfuck this. Um, but also like do what you can to support organizations that are helping people on the ground. Um, if, if you're in Arkansas, there's the Arkansas, uh, abortion access network, I think is what it's called or the abortion support network to I I apologize I don't remember the the exact name of it but yeah if you can help them out um so yeah that that was the lead into my watch yeah and then <laughs> which hey samesies I just sort of blacked out uh and forgot all of that yeah uh, it's as convenient. I went into as I went into Boz Lerman's spectacular yeah right I mean, look I would love to be able to just black out and forget it, but uh, apparently uh, they want to perhaps come for my interracial marriage soon. So uh, according to, I think it was Indiana's senator, who was like, maybe we should look at Loving v. Virginia, Mm -hmm. which is neat. Sorry, this is a comedy podcast. (laughs) I went to the Cineplex by myself at 11 o'clock Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, can you just can you just say that one more time for the people in the back so that they can process exactly the conditions you went to this in? Yes, at eleven a.m. on June the twenty-fifth, a Saturday, I, a single white male, went to the <laughs> movie theater with a notebook by yourself. Yes. Oh man! And to what you sent me, the photo you sent me was of an empty movie theater as well. Yes. Well, I miscounted the men a little bit because I thought, you know what? I don't want to do this. See, you and I had very opposite experiences because I felt more imprisoned by mm. having to go to a movie theater to to watch Boz Lerman's uh, Elvis Spectacular. Yeah. Um. And so I was I was pretty fucked off about having to go to a movie theater, particularly through lunch. Mm, uh, because yeah. uh, fun fact about me, popcorn makes me sick. Mm. <laughs> okay, you got a popcorn allergy, huh? Yes, 
And so, so not allergy. I don't know. It's probably fine. I threw up once after eating popcorn, and now every time I like taste popcorn, it makes me feel like I'm tasting vomit. And yeah. so I just I don't touch this stuff anymore. That's fair. All right, completely yeah. fair. So, so Sammy, Sammy knew he was gonna skip lunch, and I didn't want to skip lunch. Uh, also, I knew I wasn't gonna be able to drink any water because I do piss constantly. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what to do if I had to pee because I can't leave this notebook where someone could find it. Yeah, because that's bad. That's bad news. Uh, so, so I was dehydrated and hungry. Uh, I also decided that I was gonna try to pair this with something good, and I was gonna go test drive a car. They didn't have the car that I wanted. They wouldn't let me test drive a different one for whatever reason. So I got to the movie theater 45 fucking minutes early. (laughs) Can I just say, your experience makes it sound like you were a caged animal at a bad zoo. If you're, like, dehydrated, you have a lot of time on your hands, you're very hungry. I have to tell you, you're not that far off. Yeah. I I picked the seat in the furthest back right corner that I possibly could. Uh, seat K2, if anyone wants to tr- time travel back and murder me, I guess. Yeah. Hey, uh, that's a new one. Open invitation to the time travelers that listen to this podcast. If you want to murder <laughs> Sam, do that. If you want to murder me, my seat was F11. Uh, mm, F- where is that? Where, where uh, whereabouts in the theater? Is that like smack dab in the middle? So I like to get seats right uh, behind the wheelchair access seats, the mm, handicap okay. seats, because Sam, there's that really nice bar that separates the two, so that you can oh. kind of put your feet up while you watch the flick. Wait, what are the chairs like at this theater that you go to? Oh, they are extremely nice. Yeah. Okay. I mean, do they? Do they recline? No, they don't recline, but they are very plushy, and they are mm. usually not that sticky. I got you. See, I had a, I had a recline. Oh, now that's the premium gulp right there. Oh, it was good shit. It was good stuff. I kind of forgot that movie movie theater seats had gotten a lot better in the, I'm not joking, probably three or four years since I've been to a theater. So, uh, so yeah, I got there pretty early, and then people did start to trickle in. Um, I was, I'm not a young man by any means. I was in that theater, <laughs> let me tell you. Boy, oh boy, what a, what a sad look into the future that was for me, because a lot of old people, including the two people who, given the choice of 226 seats in this theater, said... Let me pick the two seats right next to this sad fucker. And so... Seriously? Holy shit, yes. hang on. They sat... Di- no spacer seat, no nothing. They sat nothing. right next to you. Right next to me. What the... And why do people do this? What is happening in the know. world? Because, my guy, it did look like I was going to the movies with my grandparents. <laughs> with a notebook. Which... Yes. <laughs> Truly excellent. It was fascinating because uh, pseudo-grandpa, as I'm going to call him now, uh, did talk to the movie a fair whack. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
So I did yeah. get uh, a special edition of Boz Lerman's um, uh, Elvis Spectacular in that I did get just some random old man's commentary. <laughs> you got... You got the uh, the director's grandpa's director commentary. Yes. Director grandpa the, commentary. <laughs> Mr. Boz Lerman. Mm-hmm. Mr. Baz Lerman Sr. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, no, truly I'll, excellent. I'll tell you, he had a rip-roaring time. Mm, yeah, you love to hear that. Uh, you yeah. really do. He and Pseudo Grandma actually were having a real good time. They very much enjoyed the previews, uh, particularly a uh, rom-com starring Billy Eichner. Oh, so they're into the the uh, progressive comedy bros. I was shocked because I saw that thing come up and I was like, ooh, I don't know what Grandma and Grandpa are going to say about this one. Yeah. And uh, boy, they were hooting. They were hooting and hollering. They having a good time. They thought that was the funniest <laughs> shit ever. And I was like, okay, Grandma and Grandpa are okay in my book right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude. Well, hey, that's all excellent. Um, I, I need to ask you something. Yeah. In the previews, did you also get the preview for Black Adam? I did also. See, folks, it's a weird <laughs> existential crisis you have when you're at a movie theater watching a Tom Hanks movie. And then a preview for a new The Rock movie shows up, just to fuck with you. I would tell you, deeply distressing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It also broke our rule. Oh. Cause I, yeah. Because we don't, we don't look at the trailers for any of these movies. Yeah, we were kind of force-fed this one, weren't we? Yeah. So I'm curious, what do you think Black Adam's going to be like? <laughs> it looks... This is a new direction, so we've both seen the trailer. You're asking, mm-hmm. what I, do I think Black Adam's going to be good? Yes. Actually, my guy? Yes. I right? do think it's going to be. It actually looks pretty fucking good. <laughs> I don't know how they could go wrong, because it's The Rock is a surly, all-powerful superhero. Right. It's kind of a shoe-in. It, yeah. It's, it's, it's sort of like saying... Uh, pseudo grandma makes a great apple pie. I would, I exactly. just believe that for sure. Yeah. Um, it like, it just feels like we're following the rock around in his day to day business, but he's bulletproof and wearing like a funny suit. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's the only difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. So. D- do you mm-hmm. want to break down the plot of Elvis? Uh, I can do it really quickly. It's a biopic about Elvis. I will now accept questions, I guess, because that's so that's my firmly, TED talk. You're firmly on biopic and not biopic. Oh yeah, it's it's a uh, yeah. Well, hmm, hmm. yeah. I think see, I, yeah. I like biopic. I don't biopic, think it's right. No, I don't think it is, but it makes more sense since it's biography. Biography. Right. Biopic. Bio, bio, hmm. Now Mm. I've hit semantic satiation with this. Yeah, bio, uh, (laughs) biopic. Bio, bio, biopic, bio, hmm. Hmm. Bio, bio, biopic. Yeah. 
bi- biopic. Bi- biopic. Biopic. Bi- biopic. Biopic. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but that's essentially the movie. It is what's relevant is that uh, I want to say his name is Austin Butler. Yes. Yeah. Elvis, that sounds right. Um, mm hmm. Does a phenomenal job. We'll talk about that. And then uh, yes. Tom Hanks is his manager or promoter, uh, Colonel Tom Parker. Mm-hmm. And he does a job with this role. He, and we will talk does. about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what did what did you think of Baz Luhrmann's Elvis Spectacular? Uh, so Baz, Baz Luhrmann's excellent uh, big production spectacular about Elvis, Sam... Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Megorium's Elvis Emporium. <laughs> exactly. Um, it's actually a really good movie with a gigantic asterisk. Ooh. And I want. I need the asterisk. Yeah, I want to come out swinging with this one, and then I'm very curious to hear what you think because Sam, mm-hmm. we had a great time. Tom's performance though is not very good in this movie. And it's for one specific reason, and I bet you can guess what that reason is. Is it because he made a very specific, very critical decision about his accent? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy, yeah. Tom. We can We can digest that one more in a second, but I just want to know... As a whole, what did you think of this Elvis spectacular? So this was a real roller coaster for me. Okay. Um, I didn't want to be here. I didn't want to watch the movie. I also got really fucked off before the movie started because um, it like they play this thing called Nuvi. Yes. Oh, Nuvi. Like, yeah. Nuvi is my hell. Because it's awful. <laughs> they they make a guy named Juju Green, who seems like a lovely individual, introduce himself with his Twitter handle as though that is his name, Straw Hat Goofy. And mm-hmm. that seems... That is an insane choice. Yeah. It is a hop, like, skip, and a jump away from saying, Hi, I am Luke Patrick, number 157BA2. Human, Basically, human number. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be like me being like, hi, I'm at Hanksy Panksy Pod. Yeah. <laughs> I That's... mean, the brandification of American life is is not stopping for anybody for no. any reason. Uh, but but Nuvi is interminable. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I had to watch a bunch of commercials, which I was angry about because I paid money to see the movie. Yeah. And then... I had to watch approximately a thousand trailers, which normally I like trailers, but there were too many this time. There were a lot. I mean, can I just tell you really quickly? uh, That I sound like I'm a thousand years old? No, I want to justify you because we walked in, we bought our tickets and the guy said, now just a heads up. And I thought, oh no. And Uh he said, just a heads up. You're in for three. There's a gay kiss in light year. (laughs) There's a gay kiss and light year. Watch out! Um, <laughs> <laughs> the gays are here. Um, no, he said, watch out. 
this is a three hour experience because it's two hours and 40 minutes plus the 20 minutes you're going to watch doing previews plus the commercials and stuff. And we yeah. thought, God damn, dude, way to sell us on some. We've already bought the tickets. Right. We're, <laughs> we're trapped now. <laughs> yeah. We're stuck. You didn't have to preload the pain for me. See, I think I wish someone had told me because mm. if I had known that I was going to get 20 solid minutes of commercials and trailers before, ooh, I I probably would have been able to swallow that better. Yeah, could be. Could very well be. Look, I've I've spent 2 years now, 2 plus years getting pretty used to just hit and play mm-hmm. and the movie start. I this whole like Let's spend 20 minutes watching commercials for movies, which, I mean, I kind of, I had a minute where I thought, boy, you watch the wrong Marvel movie, and you get 20 minutes of commercials for other movies before you watch, uh, like, a two-hour-long commercial for another movie. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Uh, that experience can be served up to you, uh, basically on a weekly basis in this country. Yes. Yeah. So... So the the run run up was bad. The takeoff shaky. Yeah. Very shaky. Real bumpy. So we start we start the movie and you know Boz Lerman has a stink on him. Oh, to, and, to and, the way he does these things. And just to be uh just to check really quick, you've never seen a Baz Lerman film before, right? I'm pretty sure I saw The Great Gatsby, but I don't really remember it and I may have fallen asleep during it. Okay. So so for you, the the Baz Luhrmann stank, which you've very correctly identified, is a mm-hmm. fairly new stank for your yeah. nostrils. When it wafted through the theater, uh, first I thought, Grandpa! And then I realized, <laughs> no, that's coming from the screen. Yeah. Uh, and I said, now this is this is new to me. I have, I have not smelled this smell before. What an incredible smell you've made. <laughs> um... <laughs> And uh, it's off-putting. I gotta tell you, if you don't know it, it's it's pretty off-putting yeah. to to the uninitiated viewer. Yeah, and what so, you're talking about is the fact that Baz Luhrmann has a way of making movies that is not dependent on linear plot structure and is delirious. I would say. Yeah, I, I so delirious is good. I was gonna say manic. Manic I, also works for sure. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I wrote, so I did take notes, but folks, the movie theater was pretty dark, so these notes are few and far between and hard to read. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did wrote, write, is Boz on drug? <laughs> I think he's high on life. Uh, man, and I, I, yeah. I wish I had that kind of enthusiasm for life. Yeah, for sure, my guy. Yeah, it's a bewildering experience. So if, if you, the viewer at home, have seen like Moulin Rouge or Romeo plus Juliet um, or The Great Gatsby, then you're, you're familiar with the stank. But for somebody new, Sam, I cannot imagine going into that theater because this one, this one was pretty tame by Baz Luhrmann standards. But are you fucking serious? Yes, 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 Holy yes, yes, yes. Hell, this guy's not okay. Yeah, compared to Moulin Rouge, the manic energy was actually somewhat contained. Um, that is buck wild to me. Yeah, but it is—it's an experience. The guy makes movies. I describe him as—he makes movies in the same way that people did in the like '60s when they were making like Ben Hur, 
Like, okay. He goes for a spectacular. He wants to overwhelm you, wall of sound style. Yes. With music and, and visuals and color and narrative. Yeah. And and you're you man, you nailed it because overwhelmed is exactly what I was. <laughs> yeah. It was too much. Yeah, it's a um, lot. And, and so I was like really not vibing with the movie until the music started when we really got into like Elvis's career. Yeah. And my guy, I was all in. I was strapped in and I had a mm. good fucking time. And I think it is only because I was in a movie theater. Nice. Yeah. I mean, what a movie theater brings first and foremost is sound is the like yes. really high def in your face. Like, you know, yeah. making the I seat mean, vibrate sound. I was fully immersed. Yes. In, in a way that I, I like even with the nicest sound system that money could buy, I don't think you can get that at home. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're in a darkened room. You've got a, you know, a giraffe sized screen in front of you. You have, mm-hmm. you're, you're overwhelmed by sound. It's just a different experience. So I am actually pretty glad to hear that you had a good time with this flick. Now, oh, me too. I will say, is it entirely too long by about 40 minutes? Yes, Sam. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. Towards the end, I was like, we could wrap this up. I'm pretty hungry. Yeah. So there's, it goes through Elvis's career piece by piece until he hits his like Vegas residency era when Colonel Tom Parker is ex- basically exploiting him mm-hmm. uh, by making him play these casino dates over and over and over. And that section took so long. It's and, so weird yeah. because the rest of the movie is at this like breakneck pace that works really well. Yeah. Um. In unless you actually want to like understand Elvis as someone who doesn't like know much about Elvis's career, then it's not very helpful. But, um. But it it works until we hit Vegas, and then it just be- gets this like fucking molasses pace. Yes. Yeah. We dwell on every single beat in this process as Elvis is exploited. And Tom yeah. Parker works out a deal to pay off his gambling debts. And Elvis plays date after date after date. Yeah. And is he going to go to Europe? Is he going to go to Europe? Yeah. Is he going to go to Europe? And it's just like, please, Dr. Nick, come inject me with the drugs. Yeah. Please give me the morphine. I would like to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But otherwise, pretty great. Pretty great time, except for, except for our boy Tom. Yeah, let's talk about Tom. Yeah, we're we're half an hour into this podcast that is specifically about Tom's career. Let's finally talk about Tom. Oh, let's do it. So for the folks at home, here's my big problem with Tom's performance. The performance itself is fine. It's a little cartoonish. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But he makes an executive decision to use an accent that is, to put it bluntly, buck wild. It is a truly insane accent to do, and I think I know why. Okay, yeah. Is it because Tom can't do accents, as we've proven over and over? Um, yes and no. Okay. So, so he can't do accents, right? 
and they filmed this in Australia for reasons I actually don't understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, because think, the movie is set exclusively in the United States. Yeah, kind of as a plot point, they can't leave the U.S. I think, my guy, this is genuinely why I think they do this. I don't think Baz Luhrmann leaves Australia, much like Colonel Tom Parker doesn't leave mm. the United States. Okay. Well, here's the thing. So, as we all know, Tom went to Australia and he got COVID. Yeah. And I think COVID oh. scrambled his brain just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so that he thought he was doing a great job with the accent. And everyone else was like, we tried, but COVID has addled his brain so badly. <laughs> uh, he won't listen. He thinks he's doing a spot on Dutch accent. Yeah, it's supposed to be Dutch. Um, here's the thing, Sam. We looked up Colonel Tom Parker when we got home. And mm-hmm. there is a single interview with him on YouTube. If you want to go look uh-huh. this up, you can see what you can hear what the guy sounds like. He sounds like an American for the mm. most part with a little bit of weird inflection. Actually, the way he says Elvis, El- I can't do it, but it's like El- Elvis is mm. a little weird. Oh, like like he can't say the L because he's Dutch. Yeah, because he's monsters. Dutch. So he kind of says <laughs> he kind of says Elvis. Um, Elvis. Yeah, but he sounds for the most part, like an American. Yeah. So... Well, okay. So, it, he he has a sort of cartoonish performance. Yeah. This, like, kind of cartoon villain. Um, which is the first time that Tom has played, like, the bad guy. Which yeah. is fun. I mean, we've seen him kind of do it in the circle, but this is the first time he's really been the bad guy. Right. And so maybe he was, like... I need to be, like, cartoonish in everything. I need to look like Batman's The Penguin. Yeah. I I need to just be, like, cartoonishly evil, and I need to have the same voice as a Dutch cartoon. Yes. I, I hesitate to even call it Dutch, because I don't yeah. know what it is, but it ain't Dutch. You know, it actually is not far off of Mike Myers' performance of Goldmember mm-hmm. in the widely panned <laughs> Austin Powers 3 Goldmember. Yeah, it's, now that you mention it, it's very close, which you have to imagine is not what old Tom was going for on this one. I, I wonder if Tom, again, just brain-addled by COVID, had like a Zoom training session with Mike Myers on doing a Dutch accent, but the connection maybe wasn't good. Mm-hmm. So he got like bits and pieces on how to do a Dutch accent, but still like couldn't nail the bad Dutch accent that Mike Myers did, I hope, on purpose. <laughs> yeah, it's convoluted. I would blame a bad Zoom call for sure. That seems yeah. completely plausible. So... I don't know, man. It was it was a really great movie, and uh, the guy Austin is killing it as Elvis. My God, can yeah. we take a second to gush? Yeah, please. I mean, I grew up in the Memphis area. I have a lot of family in Memphis, so I'm very familiar with Elvis. And okay, see, yeah. I've I've heard like bits and pieces, but I've never been like big on Elvis's music. Yeah. Um. Turns out, I think I might be big into Elvis's music because yeah, holy shit, and Austin Butler fucking belts. Oh, in he this thing. 
he and they had to clarify actually in interviews they had to explicitly say yes that's him singing because it sounds so much like elvis yes people it's, thought uh, he like, wasn't doing it at at the end of the movie they show i guess it austin doing like elvis's last performance yeah. before he died and then they cut seamlessly mm-hmm. to footage of elvis's last performance you cannot tell a difference either you know. in look or sound. No, you cannot at all. Or performance, what he's given yeah. for that. Oh, my God, dude, it's so good. And the voice, because Elvis has a very distinctive voice, which I will not try to replicate for you here because yeah. I can't do that. Um, no. Hey, hey, mama. Okay, <laughs> maybe oh, a little bit. See, you did it. You, <laughs> you, saw, you saw it and you, you couldn't help. You yeah. couldn't help it. Yeah, Sam, I... Uh, had to had to get in there, give it a go. Oh, mama! Um, oh, mama! Oh, mama! Anyway, Austin does it in a way that's convincing and uh, and very accurate. Like to the point mm-hmm. that I've read articles that apparently he can't stop doing it now that the oh, movie no. has finished. He's kind of stuck in Elvis mode. Uh oh. Yeah. Which now, see, is that's bad. That is you bad. don't want that. <laughs> you don't want to go to the bank and be like, I need to, I need to pull out. Three thousand dollars, and they'd be uh, uh, Austin. They're gonna be like, "Excuse me, sir, Mister Butler. <laughs> we, <laughs> we don't believe that you're of sound mind, and, and we cannot, in fact, authorize this this withdrawal." Yeah. Yep. Can Can you imagine if if he's uh he comes up to his partner and he's like, "Hey, Mama, <laughs> you want to get down and dirty?" And it's like, n- "No." Absolutely not. With that voice, are you kidding me? Uh, no, thank you. Is this a fucking joke, Austin? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, the guy's phenomenal. The movie's really good, and then there's Tom, sort of sticking out like a sore thumb at all of this. Yeah. It. I see. For me, it kind of worked. Okay. I don't. I don't know how or why, frankly, but his performance sort of worked for me. Because, like, in some ways I think it's a good compliment to Austin Butler's performance. Because Elvis was larger than life. I mean, he's a he's a big personality, big character. And so I think if you had had Tom playing a more accurate, like, subdued uh, Colonel Tom Parker. Yeah. I don't know that it would have worked. That's fair. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I think I think it just boils down to that accent for me, my, my man. Oh, the accent is terrible and sometimes it's there, sometimes it's not. Yeah. It's uh it's pretty fucking bizarre. Yeah, and I think so you had mentioned something about seeing seeing talk some chatter on the interwebs about his performance. Oh yeah. Yeah, I've heard I, a lot of people actually messaged me and they were like, hey, have you heard about Tom's performance in Elvis? And I'm like, no, and I can't hear anything about it. And yeah. then someone was like, the accent is uh, something. Mm-hmm. And I I had that preparation going in. It wasn't enough to prep me for it. Yeah, which I, I was going to say, so I actually managed to live under a rock and not hear any of this. Until, until I got out of the movie theater and had to Google what accent is Tom Hanks using in Elvis? And I cannot get an answer. 
Sam, nobody knows. Again, I think he's trying to do Austin Powers' as gold member. <laughs> it's it's as good an explanation as literally anybody else has, because <laughs> nobody can answer this for me. Snow. Elvis will make so much snow. Will make so much snow. I'm the snowman. Hey, can you answer a question for me? Yeah. What fucking sex act is a snow job? Because he keeps talking about doing snow jobs. Yeah. And I'm convinced it's a sex act. Hmm. So you know how a snowman has a carrot for a nose, right? Hmm. I don't love this. And sometimes you'll put the carrot down in the bottom part of the snowman to make a little joke. Make make a little uh-huh. jokey joke. Yeah. Where, where Frosty's got a... a pointy orange ding dong yeah and it's pretty good it's a pretty good it's joke so funny um i think a snow job sam is when oh, you turn no. a human person with an erect penis into a snowman oh and then you leave him in a blizzard do like a reverse frosty yeah so you <laughs> yeah some might call it criminal abuse but you just hang that dinger out <laughs> Uh, out of the snowman that you've created around this person, if that makes sense. Mm. Uh, now, that's interesting. Yeah. I I do have a question, though, now mm-hmm. that we're talking about Frosty. Yeah. Um, because as a Jew, I don't fully understand the mythos of Frosty. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> if you, while, while the hat is off, take Frosty's nose and put it down so that it looks like his big orange ding-dong. Mm-hmm. And then you put the hat on. Is Frosty going to be like, whoa, I'm packing. Uh, or is he going to be like, boy, it smells funny down there. I think, like, I think he's going to say, whoa, I'm packing. My okay. man, given the rules then, of Frosty. And then in that case, can you give him a hand job? And if so... What would Frosty ejaculate? <laughs> Given the setup, yes, V8 is what he would. Mm-hmm. It would have to be right. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. he's gonna he's gonna be like, oh yeah, that feels pretty good. Oh, get your vitamins. Mm-hmm. Oh! Just nothing, nothing but carrot juice. Cold, yep. ice cold carrot juice. <laughs> So refreshing mm-hmm. and good for this skin. Um, well, uh, now I know what a snow job is. I'm yeah. so happy. Yeah. I you you got any other questions? Um, not for right now. Maybe we should. Uh, maybe we should head somewhere. Yeah. Um. Boy, what did we used to call? Oh, hey, I uh, stole a bunch of money from Elvis. You want to take that? Put that in the Hanks bank. Let's take it straight to the Hanks Bank. I love that you we've done sixty something of these, and what we call the bank just sort of fluttered out of your skull. Uh, yep. Yep. All right. Hey, it's it's been a minute since we <laughs> talked about Tom. <laughs> yeah. Completely fair. All right. Let's head over to the Hanks Bank. Let's go. Hey, uh, Luke, does Elvis's mom have fuck sense? I'm sorry? So, does she have fuck sense? As in, can she sense when Elvis has fucked? Yes. 
Yes. I mean, it seems that way. And boy, uh, Boz really made it look like she does because mm-hmm. there's there's that scene where he's having sex with a woman and then his mom like is walking down a hallway and like freezes and it and then looks sad and it's just like, "Oh no, my boy, who I call Booby?" Yeah, she does. I think that was an actual nickname uh of but, Elvis's. But why? Um I have no explanation for you on yeah. that one. It's a weird one. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bizarre one. Mm-hmm. He was, I'm going to say he was too close with his mom. Yeah, some of the reviews have sort of pointed that out. Um, I think it was a stylistic choice that they made to... I hope so, because it was uncomfortable at times. Yeah, they put some stank on it that maybe existed, um, mm. which I don't know. Single mom raising a kid uh, in poverty, you'd imagine they'd be pretty close. Not in that way, though. Yeah, there's some touching and some faces next to each other that I yeah. would not be comfortable with with my own mother. Yeah, Boz has been getting into some of that step-parent stuff, I think. <laughs> He's been on the old, uh, what's his name, Derek Pornhub's website. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he he's been going to Derek's place and and been saying, "Uh, you got anything with parents?" Mhm. And Derek, God bless him, is not a judgmental human being. No. Cuz he was like, "Uh, yes, please come on in. I yeah, have goes, uh, dozens how about, and dozens." <laughs> how about step parent? Can I sell you on step parent? Mhm. <laughs> we've we've not branched out into the full-blooded parent thing. That's uh that's still a little far for for our board, but uh, but step parent, I yeah. can get you there. I can put you in a step parent today, if that's what you want. <laughs> <laughs> what can I do to get you and your stepmother tonight? <laughs> yeah, they're they're pretty close, uh, which I do think is factually accurate. I do believe he was very attached to his mother, as mm-hmm. he should be. Um, but y- yeah. Uh, but there's there's some there's some Lannister vibes to this yes. performance. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. I I mean, what other what other thoughts you got? I'll be honest, man. I took no notes for this. Mm. I again, I I took the notes. They're just jumbled. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty messy taking a notebook into a movie theater and hoping for the best. Um, it is. I actually I need to know something. Yeah. Do we have a nausea report? No. Sam, we don't. I got dizzy. Yeah, man. I'm extremely surprised cuz there's several sequences in this movie where the shit is spinning around. It's so spinny, Boz. Yeah. What are you doing? Oh, that's a classic Baz Luhrmann approach shot. Though. Oh, fuck, man. It it did make me dizzy on a couple occasions. Yeah. He just spins and spins and spins and spins, and it is challenging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, paradoxically, something about the big screen made it mm-hmm. easier, I think. Now that's new. Yeah, so we'll have to experiment with this more. As more movies start coming out and we're caught up with both The Rock and 
Tom Hanks. Yeah, uh, I know at the very least we'll be back in theaters on October 21st. Yep. Yes, we will. Uh, and I yep. will, I'll be sure to keep an eye peeled for any nausea reports that I can yes. kind of bring back to you. But no, Sam, surprisingly, you huh. know, uh, basically everything does give me nausea. Like fucking Philadelphia got me back in the day. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it did. <laughs> but not this time. So suck it, inner ear. Yeah. You you show that inner ear who's boss. Mm-hmm. Well, uh I mean what 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 what, what, uh, what you got you got anything else? Hmm. I don't think so. I don't think hmm. so, Sam. Well, Luke, um, I was, I was wondering. Yeah. Do you think you could fake your death, move to another country, and invent an identity in a military career? Because it's time to come with me to the conspiracy corner. Oh my God! Yes. Yes, Sam. Yeah, bud. Oh. You think I'm gonna go into a movie theater by myself with a notebook and sit in the very back and not come out of there with a conspiracy? Yeah, dude, feel that fresh breeze ripping through the room. What is oh, it? Yeah. It's a conspiracy corner. Yeah, now, did I have a little bit of trouble deciphering it? Because, again, in the pure pitch blackness of, of the movie theater, I did write these notes over each other. Mmm, um, classic conspiracy I'm, corner. And I'm noticing on the side of the page, too. Mm. Uh, so so some of this stuff was not making sense to me yesterday, but now that I kind of closed the book, I can see I just started writing all over the place. So here's the thing. Uh, this, this takes place from, like, 55 to 77? 74? 75? Yeah, mid-70s. And we've documented before that uh, Tom Hanks in this time period was uh, operating as a spy. Yes. Uh, both with the United States uh, in the Bridge of Spies uh, debacle and uh, with Israel's Mossad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Certifiable fact. Yeah. So, Luke, how do we square a Tom Hanks in the United States acting as Colonel Tom Parker... Uh, who is uh, seemingly a pretty bad guy, a tough customer, if you will. Yeah. Well, Luke, that's pretty simple, because Colonel Tom Parker, also known as Andreas Cornelis von Quick, mm-hmm. uh, is a clone. Is what? Yes, and not just that. He is a clone made by Atar. Okay, okay, now we're really cooking. And there's one very, very easy way to tell Mm -hmm. that he's a clone made by Atar, because he's imperfect. You know how he looked like Tom, but if he fucked a penguin? Yes, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's that's because Atar, again, has a tenuous sort of grip on this plane of existence pre-Castaway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he could only make a very imperfect clone, which also explains the bad accent. Because the clone, not working perfectly. Yes. Yeah, man. So, Colonel Tom Parker, Andreas Cornelis von Quick, 
was in fact a clone of Tom Hanks made by the Demon Prince Atar. And what was he doing, you may ask? He was actually using Elvis to push an anti-sex agenda on the American public with the hope to eliminate humanity. <laughs> sort of a abstention until death. Abstinence exactly. until uh, until death kind of campaign. Precisely, because he knew how popular Elvis was going to be. We saw this, yes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we saw him build his popularity until he knew, finally, now, I can push my anti-sex agenda. And he says, no more ball jostling. None of that. Yeah. You are family friendly, and you will go on TV in a tuxedo, and you will sing about things that are not sex, and you will never talk about sex ever again. And you cannot be partnered because that would be bad, which means he also didn't want Elvis to have sex. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you make you go to the trouble of making a sexless wonder that is a clone of Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, this is an interesting avenue because this means that the imperfect Tom Hanks, the clone of Tom Hanks, is a uh, very, very, uh, maybe... See, I'm getting him and Elvis, the guy that played Elvis, confused. Never mind. Tom doesn't mm. play the lead in every movie. For a second, he I was like, not. remember when Tom played Elvis? Which mm. nope. did not nope. happen. <laughs> um, I would love to see him attempt that accent, though. Yes. Who wouldn't? Um, but I think my point remains. Do you think deep down the clone is deeply sexual and is uh, trying to work through this? Oh. Is like a motivation. He feels a deep, immense amount of shame. He's trying Mm. to just jam all of that down to continue with Atar's stated goal of preventing humans from fucking until there are no humans. I do feel like that would be a powerful motivator. Yes. Is the deep, dark, sticky shame that Atar has imbued you with. Yeah. Uh, Because if, if he was just sexless, if he was just smooth down there, Nothing. Yeah. He's not, he's not going to get anything done. But if he's got a big, thick, honking erection at all times that's just <laughs> dripping with pre-ejaculate, uh, and, but Atar specifically made him feel very bad about that, oh, he's going to get so much done. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to be like one of these uh, homophobic senators that turns out to be uh, pretty, pretty loose with their, their definition of heterosexuality. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. They're gonna, you know, he's gonna do some real hard campaigning for this stated objective. Exactly. Yeah. He's he's really gonna overcorrect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And and that's what Atar was counting on. Uh, what he didn't count on was that Elvis was so difficult to control, and also that uh, Colonel Tom Parker would just die. Yeah. Uh, as as he does in this movie. So, um, I mean, it makes the timeline pretty easy. So there's, you know, Attack of the Clones lasts from 50 something until mid 70s. Uh, there you go. And then uh, it was over. That was it for the clone. Yep. That yep. was it uh, th- that we know of. I mean, we do have basically from Elvis's death till Tom Parker's death that uh, he, where he's unaccounted for. That's true. Uh, and and so uh, are my eyes going to be peeled? You know it. Yes. Yeah. Well, my guy, I am so excited that we got to go back to our our homeland, to our homestead at the oh, Conspiracy yeah. Corner. 
fucking excellent. It feels good. It also explains why uh, Colonel Tom Parker said that he was a citizen of no country because that is, in fact, true. And Mm -hmm. uh, in case you're wondering why he had a Dutch accent, it's because Atar knows that the Dutch are the most evil people on the planet. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. And also the most shamefully uh, shameful views about sex. I guess. Hmm. Yeah. They feel the deepest shame. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that's what it says when you fly into Amsterdam over the terminals it just it just says we feel the deepest shame uh exactly. welcome to welcome to the Netherlands <laughs> uh what a what a terrible country um well look I mean you got you got anything else as as we come away from the conspiracy corner um no actually I think I'm pretty ready to to famous out of here although I am very much looking forward to the next time we get to see Tom Hanks yes uh, I'll say it was pretty nice pretty nice seeing him yeah pretty good to be back in these waters they were suspiciously warm mm-hmm. but uh that's not something you you can't deal with I mean yeah yeah you, know, you just take a shower after yeah mm-hmm. yeah well, folks, that'll do it for us this week. So uh, you can find us on Facebook at Hanksy Panksy Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Hanksy Panksy. You can find us on Instagram at Hanksy Panksy Pod. And you can send us an email at HanksyPanksyPod at gmail.com. Also, you can find us on Patreon at Patreon.com slash Hanksy Panksy. Uh, please head over there, uh, you know, check us some money, get access to some bonus content. And you might be one of Hanks's heroes, much like Russell, Tuck, and Daniel. I wouldn't financially abuse you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh yeah. Well, Luke, you got a final quote? I do. It's said by Elvis, Ooh. and it is God damn it, mama. <laughs> <laughs> You're honestly your finest work yet on that accent. <laughs> yeah. Fucking nailed it. I think I did nail it. Sometimes you know it feels good out of the hand, and that one that was there one of go. those moments. Well, folks, thanks for listening to another episode of Hanksy Panksy, uh, and we will be back next week with the palate cleanser. So look out for that.